We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Did you know that you could invest in crypto through your retirement account? That's right. iTrust Capital allows you to invest in over two dozen of the most popular cryptocurrencies. And unlike the stock market, you can buy and sell 24 hours a day. With iTrust Capital, you also get the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss. iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal investment or tax professional. Collins driving, almost lost the handle. Chalmers for the tie. Got it for two seconds. Unbelievable. He throws, got the He used to tell me, those places are great, but there's no place like Kansas. All right, folks, what's good? We're back. Instant reaction. The Kansas men's basketball Jayhawks just got. Maybe the biggest road win of the Bill South era. I think it is. B-turn, I'll throw it to you. Just go right into it. Do you think that was the biggest road win of the Bill South era? We've won a ton of big road games, but I feel like I kind of agree with you. I mean, we talked before the game about how we haven't even played a true uh, road game against the number one team in the country before. And then big uh, college game days in town. Baylor won 23 games in a row. And yeah. we go in there, and I mean, I feel like we – I mean, I know we controlled the whole game. I feel like we led the whole way and made it made us nervous at the end. But Dot and Isaiah hit some clutch free throws and took care of business. Yeah. Uh, A.B., do you agree? I mean, are we being crazy for saying that? I feel like it is. No, it's definitely – I mean, we hadn't played someone number one on the road. I know Braden just said, said that, but when I saw since Wilt Chamberlain played yeah. at KU – that's insane. So absolutely, it's the biggest. One I told you. Alan that this morning. I was like, "Do you know we haven't played the number one team on the road since Wilt?" And he was like, "No way, that's true." Which I'm trusting you on that. That could be something you made no, up. ESPN said on the bottom line, like over and over. So like, I'm assuming it's true. That is nuts. So, but yeah, insane win. And so, I say biggest road win of the Bill Self era. So now my next question is: the reason we got the win is because Joe Azabuki 
absolutely had probably the best big man performance of the Bill Self era. T-Rob had some absurd performances, but when you factor in what was at stake, control the Big 12 potentially, or at least giving ourselves back in play to win the Big 12, uh, like you said, 23-game winning streak, 22-game win streak for Baylor, on the road at number one, college game days in town, and Dote goes for 23 points, 19 rebounds, three or four blocks. That's insane. That was the most fun I've had watching a KU big man. And I say I say, Bill Self era, that might be the best, one of the best performances since Wilt. Yeah, I tweeted after the game, best in the Bill Self era, but I mean – it's definitely up there, like, all-time performances. You go 23 and 20 pretty much. And then, like you said, the stakes, number one team in the country, Big 12 on the line, on the road, and no one else is really scoring for us consistently. No one could hit a – no one was hitting jumpers. Doc kind of had an off game for his standards. So, I mean, Doak was – Doak caught, like, eight oops. He had – he was not – it was 11 of 13 from the field. I think – maybe of those 11, eight were dunks, seven or eight were dunks. Is that right? I think it was more than that. I think when he was like 10 of 12, eight of them were dunks. Okay. I guess his last one was a lay-in on that rebound. So, yeah. Yeah, he had dunks. a couple other lay-ins. So, yeah, I think he might have just had – it might have been nine dunks, two layups, which is absurd. Right. I didn't – and we've said this, we've joked about this for like the last probably two to three months, like – Every time we throw a lob, me and Bryce have tickets together at the KU games. Like we, Me and you guys always talk about this. We're like, why don't we just throw the ball up to Yudoka every time? It feels like we don't do it enough. And tonight, it just seemed like, or today, it seemed like Marcus was like, you know what? F it. I'm doing it. I'm just throwing it up. Marcus has gotten so good at throwing a lob to Yudoka, and it was hilarious. We say it a lot, but like it was one of those games where I was laughing out loud at just the fact that we were throwing lobs and converting them every single play down, it felt like. Yeah, that one he caught, like, he came through the middle of the lane and was, like, 10 feet out and just caught it, turned around, and yammed it. Like, that was one of the craziest oops I've seen him catch and throw down. Like, he was – I mean, he played so hard, too. Like, past years, we feel like we talk about Doe getting gassed and getting in foul trouble and stuff like that, but he just played his ass off, like, every possession. And maybe someone said something on the court, like, because of his interview after the game, but – I mean, it felt like he took that game so personally. It's like a statement game for him. He was so exhausted and just calling out his haters like he was MJ in the Hall of Fame. Like literally, like MJ's Hall of Fame speech where he just called out everybody. Literally, Yudoka was just like, people say I couldn't slide my feet. They say I couldn't do this. I'm like, what a boss to just be exhausted and still go down the list of people that have talked shit on you for the last <laughs> three years. Because you, I felt like everyone was like, I wonder who he's calling out. I think it was the NBA scouts. I think he's like, if you yeah. watch that game and you don't want to take a chance on me in the first round with this draft class, then you're just an idiot. Now, I still don't think he'll probably go first round, but, like, dude. What if he? What if he's a shell of this the rest of the year? Like, what if he's going – because, like, I just wrote down some of his game logs since he got benched against Texas. He had 17 and 12 against Texas, 20 and 15 against TCU, 15 and 17 against OU and 23 and 19 against Baylor today. <laughs> That's insane. I didn't even know it was that absurd. The rebounding numbers is what's blowing my mind. And I mean, last episode we said this Baylor game might be the game that pushes Dot into National Player of the Year conversation. I think it literally did the opposite and pushed Doke into National Player of the Year conversation. He was at AB 
you're Mr. Kim Palm. He was at eight to start the day, right? For in mm-hmm. Kim What's he at now? Have you checked he, that? He was at seven uh, before we got on. But, I mean, Kim Palm's whole thing is not to base so much off, like, individual games. But, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, there's no one that's pulling away, really, like, in the whole landscape of college basketball. It's kind of like there's no, like, really, really great team, like people have been saying. There's no dominant player. So if he does a couple more of these yeah. as the number one team in America, yeah, like, why not? Why wouldn't he? He's a known name. Everyone knows him. He's been around for a while. It makes sense. Yeah. Uh, are we going to talk about how stressed we were for those two days when he almost didn't come back? And where would we be right now without him? Dave would be our starting big. Silvio would be. He played great today. I don't want to be negative after a day like today, but my God, David. Funniest McCoy. thing ever. Dope just needed. Every time he'd bring him in, we'd be close to a TV timeout. And I'd be like, okay, cool. Let's get through this next minute without like giving up the lead so Dope can get like five minutes of rest because those TV timeouts take forever. And Dave would come in and just absolutely wreck someone, get called for a foul, and Dope would have to hop right back up. He never got to rest because Dave fouled out in four minutes. More fouls than minutes played. <laughs> that is not good. I'm checking with my sources and they have confirmed that's not good. It's actually the worst thing I've ever heard. That's Tark Black type shit. And Tark Black was good, but Tark Black had some absurd performances like that. I wonder what the longest span he was in for today. Like every time, I bet he didn't last. I wonder how many, like how many times he came in and how long he stayed in. Like he was, he'd come in for thirty seconds. It was insane. In the second half, he did not last more than thirty seconds anytime he came in. But you know what he did do? He made sure to get a jumper up, and he made it. So shout out to him. He's due for one of those a game. <laughs> oh, he's he's always like, closely like they're not wide open. It's like guarded, like jab, step, shoot. Yep, and he don't care. Hand in his face, don't matter. He's getting it up. Someone at the bar thought that was Doke, and they were freaking out. <laughs> Can you imagine Doke shooting a seventeen footer? Dude, imagine how confident Doke would have to be to just face up on his guy and throw up a contested jumper. But I mean, he played Doke played so good today that I think he could have shot a three, and I wouldn't have been mad. Yeah, nope. I would have been fine with it. I was weirdly Doke got fouled late, and I was like, "Meh, he's gonna make him." Like I was confident because he was just playing. He sure didn't. So Did you good. see, they were trying to foul him. They were trying to hack a Doke. <laughs> yeah, he got that I rebound was, late. I was That's what's scary is who we would put in. Tristan, who's our fifth? If like we take Doke out to not shoot free throws. Yeah, Tristan would have had to play, or we'd have probably just gone five guards with Brown and yeah. uh, Moss, but. I Dude, heard they're yeah. going to take the red shirt off Mitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> How mad is Mitch if that happens? Uh, the thing that's wild is, is, like, I don't know. Silvio, I feel like we haven't missed him a lot. But then the night or today, I was like, damn. Like, this is where Silvio would be really important to have that third capable big. So He's got to be close to coming back, right? Yeah, he'll be back the last game of the season against Tech. So he's he's still got three more games to sit out, which is crazy. Um, but all right, I want to I want to get into the uh, the overall game. How about the start? We go down five zero. Did you guys think we were about to get shit pumped, or were we fine? Uh, I almost tweeted the alert with nineteen minutes left in the first half. <laughs> it was five zero. T hit a shot. I was like, oh boy, here we go. Yeah, because at first I wasn't sure if Teague was even playing. I didn't even really check or didn't really care that much. But kind of turned the game on, and Teague hits a three. But then we go on a 9-0 run. Yeah, dude, it was terrifying. I was like, because I, 
Remember last year at Texas Tech, didn't the game kind of start like that? I mean, very different team. That was awful. That game just never turned around. <laughs> like, they just kept making I was like, maybe it's just one of those games. Like, we've had those games in Allen Fieldhouse where we come out hot and you think we're going to cool down, and then we just don't, and we just pump someone for 40 minutes straight. Like, I got slightly worried. And I think Jane's tweeted about this, but this was just one of those games where every moment felt like it mattered. I'm not kidding. With 17 minutes left in the game, I think the words... This is a must stop came out of my mouth. <laughs> like that's you're gross. <laughs> you lunatic. I that's can like easily see you guys saying that too. Down five. Uh, we have to get a stop here. The crowd's gonna get into it. <laughs> We're gonna so waste so the time out. We need a stop here. Five. It's like me taking a second half under. What? That's like me taking a second half under in a game, like betting on it. Yeah. <laughs> this type of reaction to get out of me. I was so stressed, and I didn't even have money on the under. Did have money on money line, so shout out to the Hawks. Did you slap the floor when you said it? (laughs) No, but I would stand. It was also one of those games I couldn't stay seated. I just, like, stood the entire second half. Like, I was just so stressed. And, all right, well, let's just – so we're down 5-0. It seems like panic mode to me. Probably not because I'm an idiot. But then from there, I'm not even kidding. It felt like we controlled the rest of the first half until – was it two minutes left in the yeah. first half where they went on their little run? I can't even remember. All I know is we went from up nine to up three in a span of like two minutes, which was very frustrating. Yeah, because I looked at the play-by-play half, and we were up nine, and they hit a three with like a minute 32 or something. Or a two or three. They got a bucket with like a minute 30, and then yeah, I think I went up, shot the layup, got beat off the glass, and then they kind of led to them in transition and – I thought because we're up nine or seven, or whatever. And I was like, this is kind of a big final two minutes because we could somehow get it to double digits, or they could get it extremely close and have some momentum going into the locker room. But for sure, yeah. Like I, I texted you guys right when we were up nine. I was like, I'd love it if we didn't give up that little end of the first half run. And right as I pressed send <laughs> is when they hit the bucket, and they got three stops in a row and three buckets in a row. And I was, <laughs> yeah, either way, either way's fine. Like it's super bad. It's you want to get the alcohol or no? Either way, either way. <laughs> Yeah, that was brutal, but I mean, we do that, and it's like, like I said, I think I tweeted it, I was just like, you know what, it sucks we're only up three, but if I told you an hour ago we're up three, I think we're all happy with that, being up three on the road, number one, a team that started five up 5-0, like it seemed like they were going to be hot, and now all of a sudden, you're up three at the half, I'll take that. Then the second half, we come out, get off to a great start, I think we score the first four, Isaiah Moss turned into a slasher all of a sudden, he's driving to the bucket, getting layups. Uh... So we go up, and I felt like, again, did we pretty much control the second half? Like, almost, I can't really, I don't know the minute marks. but Huh? We got up seven, like, right after half. We went on a four-hour run, and they called timeout immediately. And it yeah. was, like, ten points the whole time, it felt like. like yeah. We dominated 38 minutes of that game, and it was close for, like, the final two minutes of each half, essentially. It felt like a two-point game the whole time, but we were up like seven to ten the whole time. Like it was. Yeah, weak. we got up twelve, I think, at one point. Like, yeah, it, CB was, hit that, it felt comfortable, when, but I don't know. When CB hit that jumper, I think we got up eleven or twelve. I don't. I, didn't they look at that and call it a two? Can we talk about that? I thought that was the most clear three of all time. They never showed a replay either. They never even discussed it. No, they like, mentioned it and then they <laughs> blew right by it. I swear that was a three. It seemed like he was a foot behind the line, but I don't know. It's hard uh, to complain about refs after that big of a win, but I feel like they were stinky today. 
the final three minutes of that game, they were both ways. They were managing to make the wrong call on the replay. Any yeah. close call, they were making the wrong one. Now, it benefited, like, the one where Oach missed the layup, which, my God. But then the ball comes off, blatantly goes off of Baylor, and the ref gives the, one of those dramatic home team calls where he throws it the other way, crowd goes bananas. Total, it turned into a ref show, which I can't stand. It always seems to, in good college basketball games, late. But I'd say, I guess late, they kind of let the guys, let the boys play a little bit. Well, but, they let them play the whole half, I thought. Like, when Dot went to the free throw, or no, when Doke went to the line to shoot two, when you said you were confident. Those were, there was like four and a half minutes left in the game, and those were the first free throws of the second half. Yeah. Like for either team, because it was 11 to 1 at halftime, and we shot two there. We were one for three. Which, by the way, I will I tweeted this, but if, if KU was up 11 to 1 in free throws, Twitter would not work. Would have been meltdown so, city. Yeah. It kind of sucks. The end of the world. That we, we literally can't complain about refs because we get so many calls. I don't, even, I don't even think they were bad in the first half. I just think that, like, it was good defense for the most part. Maybe there are a few calls that went the wrong way, but like, I don't think it was. Yeah, like, Baylor. I didn't have anything in particular I had super like big beef with. Yeah, I will say at one point I'm pretty sure Baylor was trying to intentionally foul Udoka in the post, and they did not call a foul, and he missed. <laughs> and I'm like, they were trying to foul him there, but I was surprised they didn't do that more often. But I guess they just probably don't have enough big man depth to just allow uh, their bigs to foul him. Speaking of depth, Matthew Mayer. I hate him. Coming in and turning into freaking Larry Bird in his prime for the first three minutes he's in was outrageous. I was so mad. I got on that podcast, that 10 out of 12 podcast yesterday with that K-State guy. He does yeah. a big toe pod. And he talking about Baylor, like the only thing he said was Bill Self should let Mayer, or what's his name, whatever it is, they should let him do whatever he wants because he's not good. And then he comes in, scores eight straight points. Dude, and a lot of it was CB was just not locked in to start. Like, he got cooked. That guy went, maybe the scouting report is let that guy go left, but he did, and he's, I think we goaltended, so it was an and one. Then he hits a three. Like, I was just so triggered because it's always those guys in those road games. We play, or even now, I don't feel that foods like that go off. So, where Baylor always kid, has but, Baylor what? always has one white kid on their roster. God, Brady Heslip oh. makes me so mad. Mm. The way he chomp his gum. Remember Ugh. how bad that Lindsay dude was there for like eight years? <laughs> yeah. His career high was like three points. Ba- Baylor and Texas always seem to have white guys that trigger me. Baylor's got a, or Texas is a new guy. He actually just dunked over K-State. His name's like Baker. Very scrawny white guy. Ron. He's going to be very... By now, you've probably heard all about cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin. You might even already be investing in them. But did you know that you could invest in cryptocurrencies through your retirement account? That's right. With iTrust Capital, you can buy and sell cryptocurrencies from a crypto IRA and get all the same tax advantages as a traditional IRA. The iTrust Capital platform is easy to use and it only takes a few minutes to create your account. Setting up an IRA is free and iTrust's fees are low. It's time to start taking control of your financial future. With iTrust Capital, you can get all the tax benefits of a retirement account while investing in crypto. Visit iTrustCapital.com to start investing today. That's iTrustCapital.com. Taxes and conditions may apply. Fees apply. Cryptocurrencies are a speculative investment with risk of loss.
iTrust Capital Incorporated does not provide legal, investment, or tax advice. Consult with a qualified legal, investment, or tax professional. Frustrating. By the way, uh, for anyone that cares, K-State's getting absolutely shit-pumped at home to Texas. So, shock us smart. Uh, maybe save us. Yeah, shock us job. Yeah. I mean, I'll pay you if you tell me how that bad of a team was a five-and-a-half-point favorite today. That makes zero sense. But that shows how bad Shaka is. Uh, how is he not fired yet? Oh, dude, his buyout's ten million dollars. They, they don't give a shit about that. The other night and just kicked him out of the state. <laughs> you know he's gonna take over a mid-major and they're gonna like be really good and beat us in the elite eight. Yeah, can't they're wait. Yeah. I get hired this season for a mid-major, become their interim coach, beat us yeah. in the elite eight. It'll be sick. Rhode uh, Island. All right, so I want to talk about the final. Well, I guess, yeah, the final five minutes. I guess so. Doke continues to dominate. Doke's gas. David McCormick keeps committing fouls, so Doke can't get any rest. I felt like Dot, 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 sneaky shushed the crowd in the first half, which I thought was maybe a premature shush, considering he didn't score again for the next like fifteen to twenty minutes. So I was like, Dot, that was early, that, and then disappear. But I will say when Doke was super gassed, we started to kind of run some stuff for Dot. And I think he scored probably six points in a stretch of probably a couple minutes, which was huge. So Yeah, he had some I, tough finishes around the rim. Yeah, I just love when our guys, like, it sounds cliche, but, like, when your best players make plays when you need them to. Like, I was literally there, like, if Doke's this gassed, Dot has to be the one. Like, that's the only way we can do it, and it worked. So... Shout out to Dot. I, what, what was his final stat line, B turn? Do you know? I think he had like 14. He only took like 10 shots. Yeah, he yeah. had a 13. Three assists, one rebound, five of 11 from the floor. So he didn't shoot it too bad. But he Dude. hit that first three, and then he couldn't hit after that. This is crazy looking at the box score. Marcus Garrett was three of 10. Dot was five of 11. Moss was four of nine. Ochai, 0 of five. We shoot 23% from three, and we win at number one Baylor on the road. Freaking insane. This team can win any night just because of their defense. It is dope. Yeah, they should have been going through Doke every possession. They should have been force-feeding him. They had no answer. And I feel like Baylor... (laughs) What? They pretty much did. Yeah, but I feel like he should have got even more touches. I'm telling you. They were throwing him in, but I feel like they should have fed him in the post more. Yeah, he got they so kept doing that like mid screen and roll kind of shit, which. Yeah. Uh, also, Marcus almost made a uh, pass again. Like Ochai made that over the top uh, pass at Oklahoma State. Marcus almost made one too. If we can get two of those to go in on bad passes, we're destined to win the Natty this year. There's like I feel like there's a ton of people picking us to win it all. Like they're they're doing those simulations and shit, and then most of the bets are going on us in Vegas. I don't know how you couldn't think we're the favorites to win it right now because we have we have eleven quad one wins. Gonzaga has five. Duke has four. Like think about that. Well, the fact that Gonzaga only has one more than Duke is stunning. But like we should no doubt be the favorites. Did you see that thing about? Did you just say the simulation thing? Yeah. Yeah. Like we won it twelve percent of the time. Like it's crazy. So we should be the favorites. I don't know. Who else would be? I mean, the other contenders play Baylor. 
Yeah, I've I mean, been hearing... respect them. They're good as fuck. I know we just beat them. I know we want to live with that. But, like, they came and smoked us. I know circumstances, whatever. But, I mean, they're they're still good. Like, someone had to lose today. Yeah, those were definitely... I still put them up there. That was definitely, like, the best two teams. Uh, no, saying that. Yeah, I've been like, hearing just... things about uh, BYU. Big yeah. one tonight. Big, Big one for the tonight. BYU Cougars. I'm sorry to the Cougars. I misspoke. I know I hyped you guys up. You are ranked. You're not on the fringe of being ranked. You are ranked. So, all our, all our BYU listeners out there, sorry for uh, not uh, crediting you for your ranking. But, yeah. Can you imagine a KU-BYU title? Oh, I'd... We, we would lose. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about how much I'm going to ride if we don't jump Gonzaga to go to number one on Monday? I know we have to. We I feel like we have to. Our hottest team in the country, and then obviously just beat number one team in the country at their place, who had won 23 in a row. And we have five. We have six more quad one wins as it stands now. Five more now. Like if we or five after tonight, probably. Is it going to suck when we're number one on Monday and lose to Oklahoma State? <laughs> yes. In a stripe-out game in Allen Fieldhouse? <laughs> I, have one, I have one more thing that's really going to piss you off. Oh, boy. How mad were you when we weren't fouling up three with seven seconds to go? Well, so I kept saying we got to foul up three, but you also couldn't because Dot was in foul trouble and Marcus was in foul trouble. So that's so, what sent Ochai or Moss, put Ochai or Moss on the ball. That's oh, what which I, is fine I, defensively if we know we're going to foul and they're not going to shoot the ball, just stay in front. Yeah, but that's why I thought we would just send Ochai. But you have to have your two best defenders guarding there. Like, Marcus had to be on the ball to start. Didn't we? Because we started with Marcus, and then they did a switch to get him on Dot. And Dot, I yell this every time late in games. It's like, put a hand in his face, put a hand in his face. Dot literally had a hand in his face the entire time. I love that. I don't know why when a team has to shoot a three, guys aren't just doing that. And Dot played that perfectly. He still got a pretty damn good shot off. I thought he was making it a 1,000 Yeah, percent. Butler. He's so yeah. good, too. He's so clutch, I feel like. He hit so many big shots against us at Allen late. Yeah. Put the game away. Like, anytime we'd make a little run, he'd hit a big shot. But the thing that pissed me off was, like, he was dribbling around, giving us plenty of opportunities to foul. Like, with two seconds left, he's dribbling around, like, wasn't even going to have a good look at a shot, and we had a chance to foul. But Man, Dot just couldn't. Dot, that would have been five on Dot. Yeah. But I guess, like, if you're looking at it from a what's the best way to win – then I, I would almost say you can't factor in foul trouble, right? Because it's like, who cares? Because right. looking at it, it's going to win regulation. But the reason I wasn't convinced 100% to foul is because Baylor's like the best offensive rebounding team in the country or top yeah. three, I think. So it almost felt like, whatever, we're the number one team defensive team in the country. Let's just get a stop on our own and not worry about some fluky shit happening. And that's kind of what Bill has mentioned. He said, that's, like, he, he said we should foul, but if we weren't, that's why we wouldn't. So, uh, yeah. rebounding thing. So, I don't know. Trust your defense. It worked. So, I don't want yeah. to complain about it too much. But, like, if we get up three again, if foul trouble's not as bad, I'd honestly like to see a foul. I know it worked this time, but. I'm always team foul of three because that shot was very, could have easily gone in. Like, I would bet Butler makes that shot six out of ten times, maybe five out of ten times. Is that absurd? Eh, pretty Probably. Even, but even if it's three out of ten or four out of ten, that's still that's way high. higher of a percentage than them making one, missing the second, getting the rebound, and hitting a layup yeah. to tie it, you know? Yeah, especially like Beatron said, we had them down to two seconds. But yeah. uh, I think they I, foul if our, if our defense wasn't as good, like best in the country, do you think they would have fouled? I think we, Bill, I feel like I, Bill's I, I, like play it out. He likes to play it out. 
I know, he's but he's also fouled in the past a little bit. I think we would have fouled if Dot didn't have Dot Marcus didn't have four fouls. I really think we would have. Yeah, it was just a perfect spot at seven seconds, and they got to dribble all the way up the court. That's the perfect time to you foul. Foul in the cross half court, yeah. Exactly. So I don't know. Glad we didn't worked out fine. Um, I guess if that game would have went into overtime, I would have been terrified. Yes, overtime would have been a disaster. I wanted no part of that. Uh, can we talk about? Our guy Dot missing another one on one with the game on the line. We talked about it against Villanova. We brought it up on the last pod. Not great. Should we be worried about that come March? Yes. How could you not be? He's <laughs> always going to be in that head. situation again. Like he's going to be he's our main ball or primary ball handler. Like he's going to go to the line in a big spot at some point, whether it's Big 12 tournament, Mark Madness. It's going to happen. So, yeah, worries me. It's happened multiple times. And the more it happens, Go ahead, each turn. It's gonna be in his head, I feel like, too. That's what I was gonna say. The more I mean, he, he is, he is so. an eighty-plus free th- percent free throw shooter. Like he makes, obviously, makes more than he misses. So that, like that, if I, that's who I want at the line. It's no matter what. I don't even care. I agree. I think I want him at the line. Marcus made big free throws before that. It just felt like we were in full. It felt a little bit like the Villanova game. Like we had a turnover. We missed a front end. We. Gave, we're giving up threes. Like, it was just so frustrating. And I was like, if we lose this game like that, I felt like it could have just completely derailed our season. But Because wasn't, uh, wasn't it a seven-point lead with, like, less than 30 seconds? Because Butler came down, hit the three, made it four, and then we turned it over. Teague hits a three, makes it one. Yep, mm-hmm. that's exactly what happened. Because Dot, so Dot missed the front end, but then he came up and hit a big uh, – or hit two free throws. Like we said, if it's not a one-on-one – he makes the free throws, but if it is, he's a disaster. But he makes the two, and it, we feel like we have the game in control. And, yeah, Butler makes the three to cut it to four. Then Ochai, which I don't want to bash Ochai, but my good, he was just a body out there today. He did nothing. He throws the ball away, leads to the Teague three, and that's when I was like, yep, this is how this ends. We've seen this. We'll lose here. Like, that's what I, I fully thought we were losing that game. It was such a stunning decision to see him do that. Like, like I can't even put it into work. Like, what are you thinking? Throw it just it makes Dude, no sense. Not- like, there's no defense, like to like like I'm struggling to put a sentence together because I don't even know what to fucking say about it. It was just so wild. And B turn just said it. We had two timeouts. Call one, dude. Yeah. I know he just I feel like he seems timid in these big games, man. Like when is Oach like came up big in one of these huge games? You know, like, I feel like when he plays on the road, he just seems a little timid. Yeah, and like I today just think, he catches, passes it, catches, takes one dribble, pass. I think Baylor had him scouted, though. Like, they literally just crowded him. If you crowd Oates, like, what's he – he really doesn't have, like, a good first move to get by someone. It, it's normally just his pure, like, stri- like, first step is just him being longer and more athletic than guys. But playing against Baylor, he's playing guys that are just as athletic as him. So he really didn't do anything. He had one open three that would have been huge. He missed it. He had the wide open layup that he missed. And then he had that pass. Now, granted, I bet he played good defense all night. We just don't really notice. But he was driving me nuts. And I don't really know if there's an alternative to who should be passing that ball in. Like, we always joke that Oach is the worst passer on the team. So it blows my mind that he's the one passing it in. But... I just feel like Bill wants Marcus to potentially have the ball in his hand if a team's pressuring, and obviously Doc can't throw it in. So I don't know who the hell throws the ball in. You can't do Moss because he's the best free throw shooter. So Oach has just got to figure that out in that situation. 
I know, dude. Oh, man. Like, I wrote the question down before this. Like, should CB start over him right now? I know CB's not, like, separating himself, but I feel like he does a lot of shit well, you know? Plays hard. Probably plays just as good a defense. Hits, knocks down the occasional three. I just... But, I, but like, Ochai's issue is not effort. Like, Ochai... Christian today, like, there was a point I know we talked about him was just kind of out of it, but he got beat on a back cut for an alley-oop where he fouled too. He's, like, yeah. compounding more mistakes on top of his, like, basic ones. Dude, so at like, one point, yeah, Christian gave up, like, eight points in the span of, like, five minutes. Like, it was yeah. not good. And I don't think Ochai – Ochai doesn't have many breakdowns. Like, I think he just plays – he doesn't get steals, he doesn't get blocks, but I just don't think he makes mistakes. And I think the fact that he plays 30-plus minutes a game is pretty – shows that Bill has a ton of trust in him on the defensive end. But I do wish he could provide some spark on offense because he does not at all right now. He does nothing on offense. But even Moss today, I thought Moss played good defense for – I mean, I've never really thought about him as much of a specialist on defense, but he made a couple plays, looked active. He almost blocked a big shot from behind, um, like on the dunk. So, like, he was all over the place and then had big buckets too. But I would say – what? how many points did Moss end up with? Like 11? Like it, Dude, I, I, felt like, yeah. I felt like he didn't make a lot of threes tonight, but like it was his most complete game where he just was more than a shooter. Like he drove, he like AB, you said he was playing good defense for once, it felt like. So that's huge because he has to be consistent for us in March, I feel like, especially if we're getting performances like that from Oach. Yeah, he had 11. He was four of nine total and one of four from three. Yep. So final seconds. Moss, speaking of Moss. He gets the ball to go to the line to shoot free throws. It feels weird me saying this as he's like an 89% free throw shooter. I did not feel great. I hate when guys that never shoot free throws are put in a big spot to make them. But he was clutch. How did I'll be turned? You can start. Were you, when Moss got the ball to go to the line, were you confident? Oh, yeah. Best shooter on our team. Yeah. A.B.? Uh, not really, to be honest. But, I mean, when I started thinking about it like just now, He's a good shooter. He's a senior. Um, I mean, he's never played in a one-versus-three huge game like this, but he's been in tough environments for four years now. So it kind of makes sense if his specialty is to shoot the ball, just put it in, put it in the hole a couple times. Yeah, I'm sure – I don't know. I'm sure every KU fan was nervous just because how the last, like, 20 seconds had just went. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It, it all felt like this game was just spiraling out of control. Like – Oh, but dude, when he stepped up and just wetted that first one, I was like, "Damn, this dude is clutch!" Like it was—he didn't even seem nervous. He's smiling as he goes to the line. You always love to see that, like sharp just, shooting star, sh- sharp shooting star Isaiah Moss. That picture of him as a kid in like the full jean jacket, but, like, oh boy, dude, what a stud! But yeah, clutch free throws, and then final possession, we decide not to foul up three, get the stop. We already talked about that, so. What a win, boys. We should be number one. We are now tied for the lead in the Big 12. Uh, won what, 12 straight now? Haven't lost since the Baylor loss at home? Won 12 straight. I don't know how anyone could argue that we're not the best team in the country right now, which is just really fun to say. I just love that. And being number one is fun. But Target's going to be on our back now. Bill Self yeah. never made the Final Four as the number one overall seed. So. He sucks. I think he's only big cat. He stinks. What? According to Big Cat, Bill Self stinks. Yeah, I was triggered by that tweet, but whatever. It was like the most backhanded compliment he ever. He has the best winning percentage in KU history. His <laughs> fucking resume is insane, dude. 
Yeah, he's Hall he's, of Fame coach. He's flat out better than Tom Izzo too. Like it's just not even close. Glad you guys are hopping on to this one. Thank you. That's yeah, both of you guys now. Believe <laughs> it. Ryan just said it. January, and February, like Izzo, baby, haven't won a title yeah. in twenty years. Let's yeah. go. Izzo's fraud. Fraud. Preseason number one. Bums. Oh, can I rant one thing that's in about the game? Why is college game day doing Michigan State, Maryland twice in three weeks? Uh, Who else plays next week? There were multiple ranked matchups like Marquette and uh, Seton Hall played or something like that. And there's, uh, like, I know Auburn, Kentucky already had it, but that makes more sense. Marquette, Seton Hall is never on ESPN, though. Valid. But there were other games that it could have been. I think Gonzaga has a big one. I think St. Mary's Gonzaga. That That game was a 50-point shit pumping last time. (laughs) Okay, but, like, you get my point. I know the game last week was cool, but you never – it's not like it's one versus four. It's unranked versus a top ten team. Like, Michigan State, people are still looking at them like they're number one team in the country. And Cassius Winston, he's America's sweetheart. And Izzo's so good. And Michigan (laughs) State's just the best. Honestly, they're going to be our eighth seed after they lose next week, and I'm going to be terrified of that. That ain't no problem. That ain't no problem. You're going to be excited? <laughs> yes. Remember when they were our eight seed with Josh Jackson and them and everyone freaked out and we shit-pumped them? I was so nervous for that game. That was a game. Remember when that team lost the I would be scared. I would definitely be scared if they were our eight yeah. and nine. <laughs> they will not be the eight seed. What are we talking about? They were a seven going into this. Really? I thought they were a five. Uh, they're, I think they're seven on Palms. West Virginia as the number one overall seed like a month ago. Yeah, that was in early January when he was doing it for clicks to make people realize that bracketology's back. Uh, Jerry Palm, whatever. Um, it's way more accurate than fucking Lenardi bum, bunker ass, <laughs> bunker bracket bunker studio that's just a closet at ESPN. How locked in is the number one seed for us? 100%. Yeah, it's a lot. Feels good. Feels, I've um, still got I've still got KU to win the Big Twelve at plus two seventy five. I would very much like to win that bet. I got KU winning it all at minus nine thousand. <laughs> Good. <laughs> all right. But, uh, last thing. What? Go ahead. It feels good uh, having one of the best point guards in the country. Now we have a dominant big man that we're talking about. Player of the year. I mean, you got you can make the case for two of our guys to win Player of the Year. Yeah, I'm pumped. It's crazy. And, get me going. and defensive player of the year. And a Hall of Fame coach. And Michael Jankovic. <laughs> um, Back up the point guard. I want to finish up with this. What do we think of the post-game celebration? Bill, Bill didn't really give like a pumped up. He was more of just kind of like a laughing when we won. It's just he's just used to it, man. He just owns that little guy. It was almost like a ha ha! I did it to Scott Drew again. Fuck this guy. Sometimes I question how smart Scott Drew is. Like oh, it's they were, they were in the bonus that we throw an oop to Doke, and he asked for a one and one. Like he was going up to dunk it, and he asked for a one and one. Yeah, he was on those refs, and I felt like they were getting a way better whistle than we were, but. I also saw that Bill is 11-2 and two in Waco. That's insane. I didn't know that. I thought we lost more than that in Waco. That, lost, uh, that, can't, that, that map doesn't even add up. He's been here for 18 years or 17 years. 
Yeah. But we don't play there every year, yeah, do we? we? We used to split with them. Oh, that's true, yeah. But we lost uh, the year we could have wrapped up the outright Big 12. We lost, with then we lost 2018 with Devontae. Yeah, but other than that, I don't I don't remember. We'd always go there, and it'd be like a top 10 matchup or something, and it'd be their biggest game, and we'd win. That's insane. I, th- I, I mean, I'm like thinking guys, about his deeper. Scott Drew has like three wins over KU, I guess, because you count – or no, four counting Big 12 tournament probably. That's insanity. Brady Heslip? Yeah. Whatever. Um, but also, Bill's locker room celebration was adorable. Came in, chucks the water cup, jumps up and down. Dope goes nuts. Dope's the most dominant yet adorable human being on planet Earth. His post game made me smile so big. I was so happy for the guy. Oh, my God. He was so – I know we already talked about that, Dope's but God, about to yeah, cry. I'm so happy. Yeah. This interview was really emotional. I thought yeah. I was going to start bawling. Yeah. He's the man, and I really think he's going to take us to a uh, Final Four, gents. Um, what are the percentages? The best. What? Percentage, what are the percentages we see Baylor KU again? I feel like that's almost a lock. I think very high years. because the rest of the league is so stinky. Like we'll both roll into the championship game. I hope so. Cole was Cole texted me yesterday. Said they bought a Big Twelve championship ticket for eighty bucks yesterday. He bought low oh, on it. Well, we lost that, that game. Hoping KU Baylor because if it's KU Baylor, that thing's gonna shoot up. We lost that game. Yeah. <laughs> the house on Baylor. Yep. What if that game comes down to uh, number one overall seed? It really could if we both went out to that game. But You guys know what the tiebreaker is if we both go 17-1? and one and our They draw a piece of paper. That's the most banana land <laughs> thing I've ever heard. The fact that they sent that out in like a release in like fancy Big 12 release form. It's like, here's how it works. We write team names on a slip of paper, and then we pull it out, and there's a representative from each team. I'm like, what? It's Friday Night Lights when they're flipping coins at the gas station. It's in the hands. Well, I hope we win the paper. I think West. I think Baylor. Baylor's going to lose one more, and I we could win out. But the last day, the last Saturday of the year, when we go to Tech and they go to West Virginia, could be very important. So, how uh, decent would seventeen and one in the conference be? I heard that'd be solid. <laughs> Are we gonna we're gonna end up playing them in the final four or something? That'd be sick. I would be very down. It'd be terrifying. I don't enjoy playing them because they just I don't know. They're just they play really freaking good defense. But all right, tickets to Atlanta. I know. I'm 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 ready. I, I'm I want to pull the trigger, but I don't have the stones. I've I've seen my heart get broken far too many times. You're gonna get shit faced tonight and do it. <laughs> I might. That's gonna be your birthday present, big guy. Shout out to the Hawks getting me a win on my birthday. Yeah, love it. Way longer than we intended to go. Um, shout out to the Hawks. Shout out to Yudoka. Best performance we've seen in a long time. And boys, as Bob Davis would say, the Hawks are cooking. Yay! National titles. Yep. All right, folks. Thanks for listening. As always. We'll be back uh, sometime next week. Go Hawks. Happy birthday, and thank you to the listeners for buying T-shirts from us. Yeah, we'll try and get those out as soon as possible. Expect them uh, December and for Christmas next year. Jeez. I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. We'll, we'll get on that quick, but shout out to you guys. Go Hawks. Let's just go and see the world and just show them.
what it really means to live life golden. Yeah, we're golden, baby girl. We're